Hey everyone, uh, I'm Mark Cunningham and welcome to this week's special version of Decaf. We have Stephanie with the, the ratings booster from, from what she says, so we're happy to have you with us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the la I think it's the last couple of shows that Stephanie's been on has gotten a higher viewership than our normal one, so we're glad to have her there and I think we're both glad Taylor's not here. So, so welcome. I'm yeah, here just to bring up the, you know, bring up the viewership and, and, and followers for you. That's right. Yeah. It's like, it's like when we're, when our ratings are down, we can just bring you back on and we'll, and you can push us up. So let's start by talking about something that I know that you get super passionate about, maybe more passionate than anybody else I know. Um, but it's, it's the COVID-19 restrictions uh, put on by the governments, local, national, other ones, and just the inconsistency of them. Um, I, I know in Nashville, for example, that if you're a bar, you cannot open. If you do more than 50% of your business for alcohol, you cannot open. But if you're a restaurant, you can. Um, and bars are trying to say like, why is this happening? Why are we more dangerous than a restaurant? There's still as many people. And then in New York, they said, oh, you have to serve food. And then some people started serving food and Cuomo said, buffalo wings aren't food. So I want to hear your opinion about kind of what you think of these regulations and just the complete inconsistencies in them without any kind of medical backing. If there is anything in 2020 that has really like pet peeve driven me off the edge, it is the inconsistency and hypocrisy of what people are requiring others to do. Um, I think for example, in Nashville, the mayor just did a 10 p.m. curfew for restaurants and bars. Well, actually, I don't think bars can even be open right now, uh, technically. Yeah. But uh, it, it's like the virus doesn't know whether or not it's 10 p.m. And so it's either the behavior that's going on in those places that has to change, but it's not the time of day that those places are open that's going to make an impact on how many cases we have. I mean, that's just a ridiculous requirement. But then you have another question is, it, it, does the behavior even need to change? I saw that Nate Rao from the Tennessee Lookout wrote that only 80 cases in total have been linked to bars and bar openings. So like, is that even addressing the problem? Well, I think that whole lower Broadway thing that people are, you know, it's, it's probably more visual and interesting to tweet a picture of somebody not wearing a mask on lower Broadway. But let's be real, a lot of those people are tourists. Um, and they're not being counted in our cases because they're coming in they're spending time in downtown Nashville or around at the tourist destination spot. They're going back home. They're not going here and going to Nissan Stadium and getting tested for COVID. Um, they may when they get home to their state, but that doesn't count in our numbers. And it definitely doesn't count in our community spread. So when we have a lot of community spread, it's not really based on who's going to a tourist destination. It's how are they getting it within the community right now? And that's what you need to address. So no, I don't think it makes a difference at all. And one of the council members, Emily Benedict, actually like proposed that bars in her district can be allowed to be open, but the ones in tourist areas should not be. So they're trying to even differentiate even more just because they don't want to be hurt by it electorally, but like they feel like, oh, that's not my district. So we should shut down those bars. It's just amazing how they're picking and choosing things that have literally nothing to do with any kind of science. They're saying trust the science, but how is this even relevant to science? Ten well, of science. Apparently the virus is very ethical, right? Like it doesn't show up at protests, it only shows up at bars. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's interesting to me that we have these double standards for different types of activities when in reality, they are the same exact thing. It's people gathering together in closed tight confined spaces where the spread is more uh, likely to occur. And it must be like the laziest virus of all time. Doesn't start working until 10 p.m. Apparently, yeah, it doesn't happen until 10 p.m. And it only, you know, it, it's just it's bizarre to me that we've kind of gotten into this hodgepodge of regulations 
And it's really just, I think based on there's an outcry about this thing that happens. So we, we do this 10 PM thing. And then the next week there's an outcry about trans containment or whatever they're called where yeah, the yeah. transportainment, I think. Yeah. Transportainment um, where they have the, the vehicles going down Broadway. And so then there's a ban on those. And then it's just kind of like this, uh, we were kind of just shooting in the air at random things and trying to figure out what actually works. And none of it's actually based on any science at all. And they're not even measuring it correctly, like you said. So it's hard to, how are we ever going to know if it's, um, so let's move. So that's a big political issue. Let's move on to another one, which I think is interesting is this whole idea. And it's both sides politically are, are boycotting things. Um, I, I'm sure you saw that the founder, I think Goya beans supported Trump and left said, we're going to dump, we're done buying Goya beans. I saw something shockingly on the Tennessee holler um, that said, Amazon, Jeff Bezos made $13 billion in the pandemic. We should boycott Amazon. Even the whole, the whole reason he made that much money is because you shut down the, his competitors. Um, <laughs> But then, but then on the right, you see people saying, oh, well, the, the NBA players are kneeling at the protest. So I'm going to boycott that. Um, I, I have my own opinion, but I'm interested. Like, do you think, A, people are actually boycotting these, or do you think they're just saying it? And B, do you think boycotts are or can be effective? No, I think it's a Twitter vacuum. I don't think it has any real impact on businesses. But I'm so tired of the cancel culture. Like, I, I'm so tired of it. Like, People make mistakes, they say things that they don't mean, or something happens and they apologize for it. Um, or I don't really, I guess my biggest thing is I don't really care what the political stance is of the, my, my canned beans pr producer. Like, I'm going to eat canned beans and it doesn't really bother me what their founder thinks about a particular political election. <laughs> Um, yeah, beans are super but, gross, but your point is right. Yeah, but you know what I mean. And <laughs> yeah. Amazon, we all use Amazon. And unless you're actually going to stop using Amazon, boycotting them or saying you're going to boycott them is not going to do anything. And I think the majority of people are going to go with convenience over actual change. Um, you know, maybe the, what are the new generation, the Gen Zers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the Zers will stop using Amazon, but I can't see really anybody else just stopping using it just simply out of a boycott because somebody made a profit, um, which is also not illegal in America. Yeah. Well, not yet. Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not yet. It's, you know. But, but isn't that the thing though? Amazon, it's like people, it, that's capitalism, right? Because like, even if you don't agree with him for whatever reason, you have these things like, it's still the easiest convenient way to get stuff. So people are going to talk about, but they're not going to actually stop using it. Right. They're not going to. I bet they, I bet some of the people that have tweeted about it have like Amazon packages sitting on their front porch right now. For sure. Yeah. You don't see the people who, who love socialism stop using their cell phones that are made by private companies. I mean, so it's just, it seems like it's an idle threat. Uh, I agree with you hundred percent. And like, that's the NBA thing too. I see a lot of people on the right. I'm like, well, look, I, I don't really care what their beliefs are. Um, I don't, I think it's whatever they want to do is fine. Whether I disagree or don't disagree, I mean, that's not, I'm, I'm looking at that for entertainment and for a team I cheer for. And that's the same thing. Like you're eating beans because you want something that tastes good. You don't really care where he stands on President Trump. And I think that- yeah, again, I listened to Taylor Swift's new Folklore album. I don't agree with her politically necessarily on everything that she talks about. And I really don't care what her opinion is on those types of things because I like her as an artist. And it's the same type of, of thing with these products is, you know, I like the product. I'm going to use it. it. You know, if if their founder has a different view than me, I don't know that I'm going to stop using it just because of that. Yeah, we'd never watch any movies for like Chuck Norris movies if we if we <laughs> cut it every liberal in Hollywood. I mean, that would be great. I mean, Chuck Norris is an, an incredible man, but um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. And I think that's fair. And of course, at, as a capital society, you have every right to boycott. That's part of what you do. But it, I don't think it works. And usually if you boycott somebody for a dumb reason, people on the other side support them. Like they, I feel like the Chick-fil-A thing was kind of an example of that. Um, so let's move on to something a little bit more fun. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but the NBA is in a bubble. So basically that means that they can't leave the, the Disney World campus. They basically have their own little campus and they're not allowed to go outside of that because they don't want to spread COVID-19. Um, so far, it's been very successful. There's not been any cases in the NBA in two weeks, which is great. Except didn't that guy go to the strip club? <laughs> yeah. Well, Lou Williams said that he went to Magic City to get wings. He said that's the only reason he went to the strip club was they great wings. But yes, but, but they basically he had to leave and they had to quarantine him for, I think, five or six days before they let him back in and, and keep testing him. Um, so he got those delicious wings and I'm sure that's the only reason he was there. Um, but it's successful otherwise. But it's, it's interesting because they're, they're stuck in Disney World, which is kind of every kid's dream. Like you had to be stuck somewhere for a couple months. They're kind of in this bubble in Disney World. I think we've all seen the movies where like uh, you're stuck in the mall or whatever. So my question is, as an adult of whatever age you are, 30s, um, where would you, or 20s, whatever, uh, where would you? We'll go with 30s. <laughs> yeah, 30s. Yeah, exactly. Um, but where would you, if you had to be stuck somewhere for like three or four days, what would you pick? You could pick a certain restaurant, a store, a, a, a vill- wherever, where would you pick? That's tough. I don't know. I mean, can I be- As a kid, it was, it was like the ice cream store, right? Like we all, yeah. man, we need to have ice cream all the time. Um, can I be like stuck at the beach? Is that a possibility? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, sure. Why don't you just desert me on an island? I'll be in my own bubble on some kind of island. Sounds perfect. That'll be great for our next, uh, a great segue for our Survivor Talk next. But <laughs> yeah, I, um, I feel like I would rather, like you want something where you can do a lot. So I'm thinking like a, a bar with a lot of games, but they have- Yeah, they, like- uh, too. What's the place that's in Opry Mills that has the- Oh, Dave and Buster's? Dave and Buster's. Yes, that, that's- That would be an excellent spot. Alcohol, good food, TVs to watch games, and a bunch of games to play. Like, I, I feel like that's the answer. I think we just want that. Social has a, has a um, bowling alley. Like, that would also be good to you downtown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there, I, I feel like that's – you just want something that has everything. I'd love to be stuck there for three or four days. I would also like one of the cooks to stay because I don't want to make my own food. So, hopefully, one of them gets stuck in there with me. Doesn't yeah. talk to me, but just cooks for me. You need a bartender and a chef. Yep, that's right. And they can be the same person. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, but yes, that would be, that would be the greatest thing ever, I think. Um, An unlimited ski ball. That's my only request. Yeah, obviously. I think, yeah, my arms would be tired afterwards. So Mm -hmm. the last one we have is, you talked about being stuck on a beach. So I recently went back and watched season one of Survivor, which I used to watch. This makes me so happy. You have no idea. Yeah, so, so I, I haven't watched it in 20 years. I realized it came out in 2000, which like, God, I'm so old. And I used to watch it with my parents every Friday night. And I didn't really watch much after season one, but I rewatched it. And it was still exciting. And Richard Hatch still won. And I love Rudy. I was really cheering for him that season. But it made me think, what is a movie or TV show or more than one from your childhood that, that you've recently rewatched? And, and how did it stand up to how you viewed it as a child? I feel like a lot of times these things get worse over time. I do think I like Survivor, but not as much as I did when I was, whatever, 10 years old. Don't say so, that. Tell me about a movie or a TV show you watch recently. So before I answer your question, I have watched, fun fact about me, I've watched every season of Survivor um, since it came out. There's 40! Yes, I've watched all 40, 40 seasons, seasons? With my dad, um, who is also a big Survivor fan, and who I would, I've like been trying my hardest to get him to apply to be on Survivor. And if he makes it to the family episode where you get to have a family member come out, I would come out, obviously, and be like, hey, because we've watched it for 40 
seasons. That's no. Does it get like later on? Because the first season's miserable. It's like they don't have food. They like. Yeah. I don't feel like they. I think they got lucky. But, like there's poisonous snakes. I'm not even sure that they had like paramedics on site in season one. Has it gotten like safer and like better places? It's safer, but they really don't give them food. I mean, they give them rice now, which is maybe a little bit different than the first season, but they, I mean, they really are hungry because there's a whole, if you're a really big Survivor fan, there's this whole after show called Ponderosa that they have now where they film them when they get kicked off. And so they weigh them and like show you how much weight they've lost and like they have their first big meal. And then if there's other people that have been kicked off before them, they kind of like talk about what happened in the game because they now become the jury. So, anyway, there's this whole, we like... We need to have a whole Survivor segment next week, so I want to talk about how the prize are so unfair. Like, one person gets a whole, like, steak dinner, all you can drink, and the other gets, like, a slice of pizza for winning the next challenge. Like, how is that fair? But we need to talk about it later, because I, anyway. I love it, and I want to keep watching. But move... Yes, yeah, so you'll have to keep me on this journey and tell me how you... Which yes. season is your favorite. But um, movies... We have been on a kick recently, going back and watching, like, old movies. And part of it is because, um, you know, we just had a child five months ago and obviously he can't watch it and understand what it is that is going on in the movie but we've still been having fun going on Disney plus because we just got it um so we rewatched like Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Lion King, um Cool Runnings, we're gonna start Mighty Ducks soon which is also oh, that, that does. so which one of those held up the best and which one held up the worst like which one you're like oh I still like that today and which one you're like oh man this is not as good as I thought. Toy Story 1 definitely held up like it's it's very funny and I think funnier than I remembered it being because I was probably younger when I watched it and I didn't get all of the double entendre jokes that they have in there um, for adults and so that was really funny. Um, cool Runnings was probably it's a lot weirder than I remember <laughs> it being in the like whole up start of the story and everything like I, I completely forgot all of the backstory I just remember them bobsledding so um that was interesting going back and watching um and then lion king is dark it is that scene where he dies that is dark yeah for kids i know it's sad i was like i don't remember this being so like i don't know just dark (laughs) yeah you remember like the good ending you're like oh i forgot about the rest but yeah there is some bad parts there but I'm, I'm glad, I mean, I miss John Candy. I feel like John Candy is the most underrated actor for Cool Runnings. Like, and I'm yeah, glad that cool. like, everything he's in, he's so funny. And it's a shame he died so young, but I'm glad that we're keeping, that you're, you're watching his movies and keeping his, his memory alive. Yeah, so I think we're going to do Mighty Ducks, which I'm really excited about. Well, report back, because I watched those, again, all recently. And I, I like the third one the best. Everyone else prefers the first or second. The third one at Eden Hall is my favorite. So you have to let me know. Is the, third, is the third one where they go to the Olympics? No, no, that's the second one. It's the Junior Goodwill Games. And the third one, they do Eden Hall, like the high school, and they play against the varsity team, which somehow a team that just won a national championship is the JV team of a high school, which makes no sense. We'll go into that later. Um, but, no, well, thank you for joining us. I had a great time. We, we had some good discussions this week, Stephanie. And yes, thank uh, we'll you. be back on sooner rather than later to, to get these ratings up. But we appreciate it. Yes, get these ratings. Yes. So, okay. And...